I am recording as of right meow. Right meow. Right meow. meow. <laughs> You're a cat, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Meow. You uh you, you, you can't uh you can't say that I'm not. No. You actually have a cat's name tattooed or whole cat tattooed on your arm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh my whole arm is a tribute to my cats. Not done yet, but uh well, you still got, can we say Duncan? No, I don't care. Okay. You still got Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. You still yeah. got that asshole. He kind of is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most cats are, though. Yeah. He's he's a feisty little shit. Literally. Yeah. Um. So the basement, going down to the basement, we have a door. And, yeah. like, I think... During the Halloween party, th- we had an issue before the Halloween party because you, I took the door off to the basement. Cause I'm like, I don't need a door to the basement, and we're getting ready to have a Halloween party. So yeah. I, I took the door off the hinges. I put the door in the garage or whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. And uh, all, all good. And then uh, about uh, a week ago, just out of the blue, he decided to go down and take a shit next to the pool table. Like, no, no, son. Uh, so after I cleaned that up, I put the door back on the hinges. And now he's bitching and crying because he can't go downstairs. I'm like, well, I mean, it's not your litter box. Well, at least he didn't use the pool table as a scratch pad. Right. Yeah. yeah. True. There's that. But the pool table didn't cost me anything. It came with the house. So Well, yeah, because they're too fucking heavy to move. You ever right. moved a pool table? No, no, and it, we, we, that's funny because when uh, I did my initial walkthrough of the house, uh, I was like, "Boy, I sure would hate to move that pool table." And the the owner was here, uh, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, no, I don't want to. If you want it, I'll leave it." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." I'm telling you, uh, we moved the one. I'm like, the one. Holy sh- shit! I sounded like one of the Muppets. Manamana. We used the one out of my grandma's basement after right. she passed away, or uh, my grandpa passed away and she moved off the farm. Holy shit. Never again. We moved a pool table and two of these jumbo chest freezers. They're, they were made by a case tractor company. So they were, they were literally like, I would say probably six feet long mm-hmm. and two and a half to three feet wide. And I was probably only like 15, 16 at that time. So I wasn't nearly the uh, strapping young lad that I am now. (laughs) Right, right. So. Yeah, I I used to have in my, uh, I was helping one of my buddies who's in the guard. And uh, up in Minnesota, we had to move uh, his, I don't, I probably is, I don't know if it was, I think it was his grandparents. And it was like. A refrigerator style deep freezer and they're like yeah you want it I'm like, okay so we brought it back and i we moved it downstairs i had a perfect spot downstairs for it and when i sold that house i was like yeah that that is not coming out that can stay nope. that is now a permanent <laughs> exactly. fixture yeah so yeah i get it yeah Otherwise, what's up with you? Did you have drill this weekend? I did. Ugh. How can you tell? 
Do I have that? Do I have that drill hangover look on my face? No, but I just feel like, uh, especially in December, I feel like everybody tries to drill the first weekend so that you have the entire month off and you yeah. uh, can, you know, enjoy the month, the month of Christmas. Woo! Right, right. The Festivus. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, you know, you do Christmas, you do New Year's, and then the next weekend is drill weekend again. So that's how you guys are doing it. So for us, we drilled this weekend and they don't drill again until the uh, end of January. And I say they, because by the end of January, I'll have relocated to another state for a few (laughs) months. Yeah. We have to figure out what's going on with that. So you're going away for training, right? Yes. Okay. So how are we going to continue to produce this content that our listeners have grown to love? Well, so we're at 90 episodes. This is episode 90. Oh, shit. And I know I want to be part of episode 100. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's a milestone. Huge and what happens stuff. after that? I really don't. I really don't have a problem with. <laughs> right? If you want to bring on Mrs. Seagar, if you want to bring on uh, Mr. Crowley, if you want to even bring out uh, Logan out of retirement for an episode, I really don't care at that point. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you want to bring the Daves on, right? Like I feel like I've given you like seven episodes podcasting anymore. I heard last time I talked to the Daves, they were going to get back into it, but I haven't seen or heard anything, so I don't know. Well, I feel like confessional Dave, you know, that was like his own little private closet. <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't he know did. what was going on. There. So that episode uh, that we were on of the Two Daves podcast never aired. Never. It didn't air. And that's because, from what I understand, confessional Dave really didn't like the episode really didn't like where it was going yeah and i thought it was good but at the same time like what the rumor i heard is that uh, that confessional dave basically said our listeners don't care about this right and i was like how do you know what your listeners like well, can we have the audio and put it on our? Uh... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, I don't think we. I don't think we can. I don't think we recorded that. No, we didn't. They recorded everything. Oh, so oh, reach out and be like, hey, can you send us the audio? Hey, we'll release it. We'll, we'll release it. That, that's actually not a bad idea. I might reach out. Yeah. I mean, what's if they say no, they say no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they will. There was a lot of. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of good things in that episode, I felt. Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Um, But getting back to your original question. Yeah. So I reached out to you about a, what did I call it? An interface recording device doohickey, my bobber. Right. So. And you sent me a reasonably priced device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But what, what I noticed was that it was a. Uh, 24-bit recorder. 
and we record on 32. And if we record on 24, then it sounds like Mr. Roboto. And I don't know if that affects anything from that kind of interface or not. So, uh, yeah, no, I honestly, I don't know. As long as everybody being me and you are recording at the same bit rate or float, we should be good. Right. But we do record at 32 and not 48 or 24 or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. 24. Um, so I was thinking, oh, this is a nice affordable interface. I didn't look at the specs and I'm glad you did. Uh, but what you're looking at is to have an audio interface that you can travel with, hook it up to your computer and record when you're on the road. Um, the problem with, we were looking at like uh, a couple zoom products cause zoom is really noted for their audio quality within their products. And when you look at like the, the field one, it, uh, it's a good product, but you can't XLR into it. So now you need like a 3.5 millimeter, uh, lavalier or something like that. You just want to be able to grab your microphone and go. Yeah. Well, in all reality, your microphone is the Samsung Samsung Q2U, which will hook up XLR and USB. So you might as well just plug your microphone into your computer and record. Yeah, and I mean, I could definitely pack this computer and the charger until I... So I'll tell you what, man. When it rains, it pours. Right. So not only did I put a furnace in the house, I had to put tires on the pickup. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. It Well, everything comes in threes. So what's next? Maybe I get myself a Alienware computer or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. that (laughs) No. Right. Well, my wife, uh, she has a Dell gaming laptop that she bought for school. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't super expensive. It was actually what I would expect to pay for a good windows computer. And it's only a couple of years old and I had to use it because I was having trouble doing something on my Mac. I'm like, screw it. I'll use her computer. And her computer, like, this is why I hate Windows. Every 30 seconds, it's popping up a window trying to prevent me from doing this or that, or I need to log on to, and I'm like, oh, screw this. So I closed it. I put it aside. A couple of days later, shit, I need the Windows laptop again. Pulled it out. It's been charging this whole time, and the battery's dead. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't unhook the battery from this thing. Or if the dog's running around the doing power. zoomies and she hits a cord and jiggles it, um, then it will stop charging. So I was like, as long as it just nobody touches it, we're fine. <laughs> so if I got down there and I would have to find the, because I got this really cool red cable, but I would have to find the, uh, the USB one because I don't think I could plug this into my GFE, you know. Uh, yeah, no, I would not. Plug your <laughs> microphone into your GFE. No. But anyway, if I had the USB end, the audio might be a little clunky. Hey, what did I find here? 
That ain't it. Um, the audio might be a little clunky until then, but yeah. Ooh. Is yeah. this it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll just bring this whole little man purse they gave me with the kit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look. I it 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 might be the right one because uh I had to use a Samsung uh Q2U the other day. But if I just take the microphone and the computer and the charger, then I'm not lugging around the whole mixer and the focus rate and all that jazz. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, when I'm on the road and I'm traveling, I bring my Zoom uh, H6. Uh, that's what I use. But that's a $350 uh, recording device. Yeah. And I know I had asked you about, that's a multi-channel, right? Yeah. That's one we recorded up to six debriefs channels. On. Yeah. So I know you said you had like a single channel too, but that one was the the one that didn't have the uh, XLR. Yeah, that's my whatever. field, and I love the field. The uh, the I think it's the FN one. I think it's like F some F one. I know that. Yeah. Um, I mean that would be much more compact. Oh yeah, super compact, but it doesn't work with XLR. You have to have the three point five millimeter. They have like the headphone jack thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that would we did. So, I mean, that would work. It would work. I don't know how to export and stuff off of there. but <laughs> Yeah. And I don't think you're swinging by here. I mean, I could show you, uh, but you're talking about that. At that point, you're talking about buying the audio interface and then another a lavalier mic. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you're you're going to probably end up spending... 180 bucks yeah versus what i have i guess yeah but it so i mean it's really nice i mean i i like it it's cool i i bought the uh field microphone because it's uh it's very small it's designed to actually sit on top of a camera and then it has a a boom mic that you can connect to it and it's a directional boom mic so you can basically put it on top of your camera and while you're recording, you can get good audio without having to have the whole mic set up and everything. Um, and it, it works really well. But you don't yeah. need that in this case. No. I just need to figure out how to stay relevant for a few episodes and yeah, come back I at just, it. And- seriously, just plug plug the mic into USB into your computer and, and you're good. Yeah, perfect. We'll, we'll yeah. give that a shot. Uh, did you have drill this weekend? <laughs> yes. So did damn near everybody in, in my state. Uh, and, you know, we're getting into the cold months. So it's uh, the mandatory briefings are, are kicking in. Because who wants to be outside when it's 30 degrees or below? Well, it ain't. I mean, up here... As long as it's above zero, we're golden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Here, it's about 33. About 33, uh, we don't mind being outside. You get below 33, we want to be inside. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. This time of year is when we start to rack on the uh, man. We we try to catch up on all the mandatory briefings. And those, some of them are good. A lot of them I don't need every freaking 
here? Like, why? Why do you we don't have to do these training every year? Because somebody every freaking year violates one of those policies. So we have to have a briefing so that when somebody steps on their pee-pee, <laughs> then when it goes to JAG, they can be like, look, you signed the roster that you were at the training as I kicked the kazoo across the screen. <laughs> uh, it, you know, so you failed to violate or you failed to follow the commander's policy. And so now we've got you as in violation of a lawful order. But if you don't sit through the training, you can always be like, I didn't know. Uh, and that just Nobody blows my me. mind though. It just blows my mind. Like you're a shitty human. I get it when you're young, you're dumb. I get that you make mistakes, but you've been alive for 18 years at least. You should have a pretty good grasp of right and wrong. You should. So it just blows my mind how you can, how it, how it's at that state where, oh, uh, I didn't know. Well, does it seem like that's the right thing to do? I didn't know. Okay, so now we have to have this legal trail of you signed this roster, you were at this class, blah, blah, blah. You were told what's right and what's wrong. But were you really? You weren't. Like, when you went to basic training, you were told straight, this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. Now we come back and we drill and it's, I'm an idiot. I like rocks. I didn't know. You you freaking know. Like like okay, just let's put this into perspective. You're 30 years old, 31 years old. You go to drill. Drill yeah. is a time that you can hang out with your buddies, you can have laughs, you know, it's it's a military thing, you know. And you have a few uh, adult beverages. Okay. You know that when you have adult beverages, you do not drive because that is illegal and there are consequences for doing so if you get caught. Right. How hard is that? Don't do it. See, it's not hard. It's just that a lot of people don't they don't pay attention. Right? They're worried about, oh, I got away with it last time. It's the same difference, right? Drinking and driving. Or these guys that are like, I'm gonna I'm gonna light up a doobie in between drills because they'll never they'll never hit me on the piss test. Yeah. So I hang around with a lot of the uh, legal people and one of the cadets is like, So, Mr. Bacon, who do you think do you think you're gonna you're gonna have to fill up the cup? And I'm like Yep. And they're like, what about what about the boss? I said, no, she won't. And he's like, what about me? I'm like, yeah, you will. But not her and not him. Sure enough, me and the other guy had to do it. <laughs> so you should always okay. You should expect every drill. Every drill, just expect that you're gonna it. fill up the cup. Yep. So I did UPL you know? this weekend. Oh, outstanding. And uh and another soldier uh was 
was also UPL. We were both UPL. And, okay. You know, if, if you know, you know, if you don't, I'm sorry. Who cares? You'll figure it out eventually. So it breaks down into batches of 12, right? There's 12 people yeah. that pee in this box in the end. The end result is there's 12 bottles that go in this box, 12 bottles that go in this box, and so forth. Yeah. But we had, let's just say, seven boxes. And on three okay. of those boxes, there are only one, two, four bottles that were actually going to be used. My coworker was like, oh, we're going to just, we're going to take these three boxes and we're going to consolidate them into one. I'm like, no. Okay. Then you're doing all the paperwork. But why? No. I keep it simple. So you can perfectly do that. It's perfectly legal. You can do it. My thing yeah. is, is that if you give me a list of 12 names and there's only one name on that list, then I'm going to send a box with one sample. Sure. Because that makes I am not going to, like, I get it. Consolidation uh, saves us money or the, the government, whatever. I, I don't give a shit. This is a requirement. This is what I've been given. And I don't want to mess it up. So I'm going to keep it simple. If I've only got one sample in this box, then that box is getting sent with one sample in it. And it's a huge amount of waste. But that's what you told me to do. Consolidating right. those boxes is thinking outside the box. And when you start thinking outside the box, you get into trouble. Right. So um, that's what we did. We consolidated the boxes, but I didn't do the paperwork. I'm just like, bring right. me the paperwork when you're done and I'll check it over. Did. So it seems like they changed the policy on how or the way on how you do it now. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So I am still okay. stuck in the old school way of doing things. Right. Well, and then they gave me the sealed bottle. What? The bottle is sealed now when you get it. Yes. It's got like a plastic. It's like a almost like a. Yeah, it's just a plastic seal on the top. So you have to rip off yeah. the plastic. In the old days, yeah. you just unscrewed the lid. and you're Now that's right. got plastic on it. But what kills me is that if I read the instructions, yeah, I you come to me and give me your ID. I look at your ID and I and and what I'm supposed to do is take your ID and I'm supposed to look at the paperwork and be like, okay, you're you're batch this, okay, great, your bottle number this. I grab the bottle, I put the card in, I give you the bottle. We'll see you when you return. Yeah, I don't like that, and. To me, common sense is, is that I check your DOD ID number on your ID card to the DOD ID number on the paperwork to make sure, yep, that matches. Right. Because if that doesn't match and you bring me, if that, if I don't check that, you go deliver a product into a bottle and bring it back to me and then we discover it doesn't match, oh, that's going to become a nightmare right there. Right. But that's not in the instructions. The instruction no. says, you give me a card. Okay, your batch number X, bottle number Y. Swap. There you go. See you, see you when you come back. Right. So, yeah, I don't like that at all. Like, you used right. to validate everything. Then I give Prior. you the bottle. Yep. All right. You, you fill it up. You bring it back. 
Then you watch me seal it. And then you sign. And we're done. Yeah. Well, and then there's watching the sample being collected. Yeah, I don't know why that's so, so awkward. So, you know. so it's not supposed to be awkward, right? Now, I've had uh, where the dude is actually standing there next to me, like our shoulders are touching. Mm-hmm. And he is watching the sample enter, enter the bottle. Which is? And I've had it correct. Yep, that's correct. And I've had it where the dude standing over there uh, washing his hands, not even looking at me, you know, talking away. Which is incorrect. That, that is incorrect. Well, then one of my female counterparts was telling me about their sample collection. Mm-hmm. And the best analogy I could come up with was, was it like an umpire calling balls and strikes? <laughs> like <laughs> they get down into the crouch and she was like, that's about the best way you could put it. Yeah. Okay. So it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants. Sure. Okay. In, okay. First off, let's think about this in the civilian world. You go to the civilian doctor and they collect a drug sample. They give you a bottle, tell you to go into the bathroom, fill the bottle, bring it back. There's nobody watching you. All right. Okay. And this is something that you have to do for jobs, to get jobs, to get a job. Most employers want a urinalysis sample. To get a CDL, you have to have this, right? These are these are things in the civilian world. You go to the doctor, they give you a cup and say, go to the bathroom, fill it up. There's no, I need to watch this come. I need to watch the sample come from the body. But in the military, you sure as shit do. Right. Because we want to keep drugs out of the force. But, the, okay, but you don't want to keep jobs, drugs out of the job? You don't want to keep drugs out of truck drivers? I mean, how else are you going to drive 16 hours a day? Yeah, okay. But you know what I mean? Here, but that's... Right. I, I, I say that's a false claim because you're not going to keep drugs out of the force. Whether you're... No. Watching the sample, like, I mean, if you are umpiring the, the play. Right. Okay. It just, I, I don't get it. Like, in the, in the civilian world, you, you just, you're left to just do it. In the military world, it's like, why aren't, why do we, that's something that we should have drill sergeants for. Drill sergeants should have to be the the gazers. The looky lures, the, the looky lures. Yeah, they the the drill sergeant. That, that should be a drill sergeant job because a drill yeah. sergeant will get up in your face and and make sure everything is legit. And if it's not, they're going to call you out. They're going to make a big scene. They give you the knife hand, <laughs> as I'm doing right now. But you're right. You're right. Some people get up in your business, and others just don't even pay attention. Like. You know, but if you're if if you are the person who has to witness the collection and that person pops hot, nobody goes back to the collection agent and says, what did you witness? Right. Well, nobody knows. Right. Because typically it's like, I need a male E5. And it's like whoever's walking by. But it's documented. It's on the paperwork. 
Right. But yeah, so you talk about civilian places. So the last civilian drug test I had to do, I walk into this place and I recognize the guy immediately. And he was a guy I went to high school with who was the biggest pothead in the high school. Right, yeah. And he is doing drug testing now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I think that's irony. I went to school. Uh, he was a, a year or two older than me. And just alcoholic, druggy, like marijuana. Um, anger issues, always in fights. Just a huge bully. He is now yeah. a child mental health counselor. And, right. and actually, I hang out with him every once in a while, and he's a great guy. I hated him in high school. But who better to understand child mental health than somebody who lived through it himself? Oh, for sure. No, that, I mean, that makes absolute sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I, this whole yeah. episode is just uh, one soldier, one cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Operation Golden Flow. Right. Well, I do have some military history if you're interested. Uh, if I, not, I do. We'll we'll end there. What's that? Yeah, we'll end with it. Yeah, we'll we'll but, end with military. Uh, I was also gonna say, on top of yeah. how weird and screwed up the urinalysis is. Yeah. Uh, and you have some people that uh take it like uh like their trial defense lawyer and other people who are like, yeah, we all know we just have to be here. Right. I, I started out saying that it was, you know, uh, that season of mandatory training and why we have to do all this mandatory training. And uh, today, uh, during this drill weekend, it was uh, uh, resilience training. Oh, now, you know a little bit about that. I do. And I am going to tell you that I love resilience training. I think that if you're in the military and you have the opportunity to attend that training, master resiliency training, you should do it. It's great training. It really is. But when you have to conduct this training, and it technically doesn't have to be, I think, I think the window is two years, technically. And most commands will try to shove all the modules into one year so that you're doing it every year. I get it. It's great training. But with everything that we got going on, the high tempo and everything, trying to teach resiliency training, the standard, which is a week's worth of training, 40 hours over the course of a month, or I'm sorry, over the course of a year. And the way that we're taught to train, I think it's just way too much to get into the schedule. I don't know how you can make the training shorter and still get the point across. I don't, I don't know. Right. But I feel like, uh, as the instructor, you're like, this is 40 hours worth of material that I have to do in a 12 month window. And you're, you're, you care about it and you want to have fun with it and make sure that it gets across. But at the same time, you have to battle 
when the people receiving the training are being like, Hey, you're eating into my training time. You're eating, you're yeah. eating into, I have to be here at this time. I have to do this at this time. Oh, I'm sorry that we ran late. So you're one hour. Here's what happened. A soldier was given two hours to teach six hours worth of material and meet the standard. How do you balance that? Good luck. Right. I mean, I don't want to get into a super deep conversation about this, but it's like, how do you get all the training? This goes back. How do you get all the freaking training in that we have to do the yearly requirements or the biannual requirements? How do we get it all snuck in there to standard when we have our jobs? Yeah, did you start doing Muta 8s? Well, there ain't no funding for that. No, we're, we're scheduled for like four of them. So, okay. Thankfully, they're all actually gone. not a bad idea. You have uh, 46 to 48 Mutas per year plus annual training. You spread that over 12 months. Now, I get that you have equipment that needs to be PMCS and you have all, but why not just do Muta 8s? Muta 8, Muta 8, Muta 8, Muta 8. Take the rest of the year off. Well, that's not one weekend at that point. That is a yeah. third. No, that's over half your week. That's four you fucking bet. days of seven. Yeah. So, how do you get, how do you, Explain that to an employer. Yep. Oh, I gotta, I gotta take Thursday and Friday off. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, okay. Uh, you could also break up your annual training too, instead of having fifteen days all at once. I I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I I don't think that the current schedule meets the the current requirement. Well, the expect the National Guard and Reserve to function as active duty. Correct. Yep. So when you can get through active duty, you've got your employer is the Army. Yep. You don't work for anybody else. You have motor pool Mondays. You know, you have everything else. Taco Tuesday. Yeah, Taco Tuesday, Whiskey Wednesday, Thirsty Thursday. Well, so I, I actually talked to a major every once in a while, uh, active duty major. I think he's on the East coast. Now he was, uh, it, uh, Fort Leonard Wood for a while. And, uh, oh. I sat down and I talked to him and he's like, how the, like, he did not understand what the national guard is. Cause he's active duty. Right. So I kind of explained to him like what the national guard is and how we have to meet all the requirements of the active duty Plus, we have state requirements. And he, you know, and I broke that down for him. And he said, how in the F do you do that? They, the active duty, have trouble meeting their own requirements. To throw a state requirement on top of that? He's like, yeah, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, honestly, I don't know how we do it either. We just make it happen. I mean, somehow, some way, we kick ass, take names. Well, and then you're running two sets of doctrine, right? Right. Yeah. The state, state and federal, and yeah. then your, and your federal doctrine, and one should feed the other, but that's not how it necessarily works. No. 
No, it sure does. All right, we're ranting and we're raving. We're way over time. Oh, are we, though? No, we don't really have a time. I mean, we we typically try to keep these episodes to about a half hour. But, I mean, if the conversation is flowing, I mean, you're the one that has to edit it. So, yeah, sometimes (laughs) they run a little long. Sometimes I just hit the play button and send it. Yeah, correct it, pull out the dead space and the breaths. And Gonzo. Gonzo. All right. What do we got for military history? All right. Do we have have music anymore? No, we don't have any music. Shit. We didn't even say this is Eyes Forward March. At this point (laughs) in time, when we're we're rounding 100 episodes. You know. You know what you're tuning into. We hope. A shit show. Well, welcome to episode 90 of Eyes Forward March (laughs) with your host, myself, Sergeant Bacon and the other guy is Sergeant Seagar. At, at wait, about four Sergeant minutes, Bacon, yeah. Mr. Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore. All right. Don't make it any so harder into, for yourself. All right. Well, it's going to be a whole lot easier to edit without that third track. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I realized that uh, I, I set up four tracks to record. I only need two. Yeah. Well, we used to need four. Right. Yeah. So. For December 6th in, well, we'll get into it. The feast day of St. Nicholas, the patron saint of military intelligence. The Bishop of Myra and Lycia died 6 December 345 or 352. That's a long time ago, so we don't really know. Yeah. yeah. Though he is one of the most popular saints in the, in the Greek as well as the Latin church, there's scarcely anything historically certain about him, except that he was the Bishop of Myra in the fourth century. Now, what's funny about that, and the whole reason I even left that in, is he's the patron saint of military intelligence, and we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, when you start talking about it, and then you, you're like, okay, he's, he's a patron saint. Military intelligence. We know nothing about him. Like, oh my God. Yep. Okay. All right. So on December 6th of 1790, Congress moved from New York City to Philadelphia. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Yes. Or, I mean, not born and raised. In 1865, the 13th Amendment to the Constitution officially ending the institution of slavery is ratified, quoting, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except for as a punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. With these words, the single greatest change wrought by the Civil War was officially noted in the U.S. Constitution. The ratification came eight months after the end of the war, but it represented the culmination of the struggle against slavery. When the war began, many in the North were against fighting what they saw as a crusade to end slavery, although many Northern Democrats and conservative Republicans were opposed to slavery's expansion They were ambivalent about outlawing the institution entirely. 
The war's escalation after the first battle of Bull Run in July of 1861 caused many to rethink the role of slavery and how it played in creating the conflict. By 1862, Lincoln realized that it was a folly to wage such a bloody war without plans to eliminate slavery. The House passed a measure in January of 1865, and it was sent to the states for ratification. When Georgia ratified on 6 December of 1865, the institution of slavery ceased to exist in the United States. In 1884, the Washington Monument was completed by Army engineers 101 years after George Washington himself approved the location halfway between the proposed sites of the Capitol and the White House. Construction did not begin on the 555-foot Egyptian obelisk until July 4, 1848, when a private citizens group, the Washington National Monument Society, raised enough money to begin the project. The original design called for a familiar obelisk surrounded by a large building with a statue of George Washington driving a Roman chariot on top of it. Construction was halted in 1854 when the money ran out for 22 years. The monument stood embarrassingly unfinished, looking, as Mark Twain put it, like, quote, a factory chimney without the t- with the top broken off. In 1876, my man, President Ulysses S. Grant, authorized the funds to complete the construction, but without the ornate building and classic s- classical statue. When the final capstone and nine-inch aluminum pyramid were set in place in 1884, the Washington Monument was the tallest structure in the world. You've actually seen that in real life. I have not. Yeah, we watched uh, fireworks over the Washington. That'd be cool. It was fucking cool. In 1948, the pumpkin spy papers were found on the Maryland farm of Whitaker Chambers. They became evidence of the State Department employee Algier Hiss was spying for the Soviet Union. Oh, I thought that was the pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spy. Oh, I heard spice. I thought I was waiting for <laughs> Starbucks uh, to come in oh. and pick up the recipe and this whole conspiracy. I got to tell you about misheard words here in a little bit. <laughs> this is going to be funny. And finally, in 2014, an American civilian journalist Luke Summers and South African civilian teacher Pierre Corky are killed during an attempt to rescue them by U.S. Navy SEALs in Yemen. Eight others were successfully recovered as they were being held hostage by the Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. So the AQAP. Okay. So that was the end of military history. Oh, wow. All right. So misheard words. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting next to a, a, a fellow soldier at drill during the training meeting, and they're talking about uh, the PHAs. <laughs> okay. And 
they were talking about all the other bullshit that we had to do. And she looks at me, she goes, I'm going to spend a lot of time at the PHA tomorrow. And I said, say what now? And she says, at the PHA tomorrow. And I said, oh, I thought you said you were going to spend a lot of time eating PB and J's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was innocent enough. She's like, no, you dork. So, yeah, that was that. But that was that was innocent. Uh, I I work alongside of a prior service marine. Okay, uh, great guy. I'm so glad that uh, he uh, got the ability to come up and work alongside me. Because uh, right, he's he's older than me. Uh, much more mellow super relaxed nothing gets him riled up time is irrelevant and he keeps me grounded but he says shit and i just look at him and i'm like that is the funniest thing i've heard in the past hour but you can't say that here i had to have that conversation last night too with somebody they made some comment, and I said, no, you can't say that. And he looked around, and he was like, what? The would-be offended party isn't here. And I'm like, you don't know that either. You can't just say that comment and then look around and be like, well, nobody here fits that stereotype. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like, come on. Yeah, he, you can't double down on it. I mean, I think the problem is, like, he's hard of hearing, just kind of like I am. Oh, sure. So, like, yeah. sometimes you speak louder than what you think you are. Intend, yeah. And uh, he says something, and I'm just like, oh, God, no, no. please shut the F up. Like, I love you it. You can't I'm, say I'm that. Good, yeah, like, trying to keep us out of trouble, brother. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, just great guy, wicked sense of humor. Um, yeah. You know, and, and he's smart, too. Like, uh, he's... He's, he's a guy that I can really depend on to uh, take seven times longer than I would spend to dig into why something was going on. Uh, right. But I don't, I'm not a micromanager, so I don't like look at what's going on. Yeah. So I, I just, every once in a while, I'm like, what you working on? What you doing? What you doing? And he'll surprise me sometimes. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I got this and this and this. Here you go. And I'm like, why don't you let me know? Right. Whatever. Thanks, man. So. All right. Well, we've rambled on for, oh, my gosh, it's almost been an hour. I don't know what you're going to cut this down to. Whatever. Uh, But anyway, uh, this is another episode of Eyes Forward March. The brainchild of the late platoon sergeant Seagar and the current Mr. or Senior. Oh, actually, brainchild. Oh, my God. I said that completely wrong. You're not the late. You're still alive. Yeah. Well, no, the, it was supposed to be the late bacon. The, the late platoon sergeant bacon. The newly Senior bacon. And the current platoon daddy Seagar. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a platoon daddy, but yeah, okay. Oh, you you are in some aspect. All right, brother. Well, I'm. Let's wrap this shit up and um, figure out what we're gonna do in two weeks. Yeah.
Until next time. Stop ruining my friends. Peace out, bitches. Well, all righty then. <laughs>